Next podcast with Chris and Todd. Hey, uh, we're excited. Um, I think I think we're excited. We are. Okay, we're excited. Yeah, I just had to get affirmation Todd from Todd. Yes. Well, Todd's always excited. That's why <laughs> Tina loves him. It's just the best of both worlds. <laughs> Tina's excited. Todd's excited. Yes. They have exciting that kids. That is exactly it. And they just make me tired. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but I never see him as much as I'd like to. They're, well, you can come to East anytime you want. I, You know, I'll, I'll talk to my boss <laughs> about that. I think he would probably frown upon me leaving West to go hang out at East. <laughs> this is true. And, you know, West is really awesome. Awesome. Oh, okay. So whatever. Did you just flash a, a I, I did yeah, my Wesley sign. Yeah, he's got a I've been go. doing Wesley and the Wesley and W for a while, but yeah. it just translated to West so nice. So anyway, we are here with uh, two of our favorite people. This is true. Uh, and awesome. we, don't that that pe- we don't know that many people. So you are at right now two of our favorite. I'd like that in writing. Yes. He likes giving you a compliment and then humbling you Riff. all in the yes. same yes. sentence. I just like keeping it level. Yes. And so yeah. I, I have a hard time with balance. Yes. So anyway, with all that being said, um, we yeah, do you want to introduce yourselves? Or Please do. We, would we got the that. outreach team. That's right. The outreach team. The outreach team. Oh. Kelly and Katie. Kelly Start. You're, are you? Well, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I'm getting a ton of stuff. So I was like, are, it, I maybe know. it's the same people needing us. Uh, well, that sounds like the outreach team. It yes. is. Yeah. yeah. So we're being reached. But what are your guys' roles? What do you guys do on the team? <laughs> <laughs> I am... Uh, I guess the outreach coordinator. Cool. So, yeah, I do a lot of coordinating of the volunteers and partnering up with our nonprofits and projects we do. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is going to sound funny, but my title has changed so many times in the last 15 years that I'm not entirely sure what it is, but I am part of the outreach, outreach team. Director. Yeah. I'm the outreach director. Yeah, there you go. Yes. We've changed it multiple times. Yes. I think that's where it's landed. I think that is where it landed. I Look think, at that I plane. Think where it's going. <laughs> there it went. Right down. All right. So I uh, work with Kelly. Yes. It's really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and do a lot of directing, I guess. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. There you go. I love how you took your. <laughs> I'm on the outreach team and I direct. So I am the outreach director. <laughs> well done. Nice. Nice and simple. That's yes. what we like. She takes care of us. I try to be really succinct, you guys. Yeah. Nailed it then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we wanted to have you guys on because I think it's important for our church and in this podcast, um, just giving people next steps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we do a lot of things locally. We do a lot of things globally. Yes. Um, and we wanted to bring you guys on to share some of that, but mm-hmm. also kind of share with us like the importance, the the why, even for you guys, because your job centers around this of like, why do we serve? Mm-hmm. Why do we have compassion mm-hmm. for people? Mm-hmm. So as you guys have done the work that you've done, I just... What is the why behind it? Why why are we going after this as a church? So, I there are gobs of reasons, but uh, we want to reflect Jesus. We want to show people who Jesus is, and that happens inside the church a lot. The growing and the deepening, and mm-hmm. and the connecting in the community. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think one of the the coolest things about learning is the application of mm-hmm. what you're learning. Mm-hmm. And so for us, I think outreach is that we're growing, we're connecting, we're serving inside, and then we turn and we walk that out into the world. Yeah. And over and over again in scripture, we're instructed mm-hmm. to not just know the word, but to go do what it says. Yes. And so I think ours is the mental picture I get is putting feet to the faith that you have um, because we have a responsibility and a privilege, I think, to be part of a church community and invested in a church mm-hmm. community and being discipled and discipling mm-hmm. um, 
that's all of that application, but then going and bringing it to the world. Um, yeah. yeah. And I think it's important to have people like us, a team to show the people in the, in our community and our church, what options are available mm-hmm. and to really change their lens mm-hmm. of what their, what their community is. Yes. Um, so many people do want to walk out their faith, but yes. they don't know how yeah. or where. So, mm-hmm. yeah, um, I think that's really important. And one yeah. of the things that it's just been kind of, I think that's kind of misconstrued over the course of the years when it comes to helping and, and things like that. Something that's been kind of resonating in my mind lately is everybody like looks at a problem and says, oh, how come you're not doing anything? Mm. And why aren't mm-hmm. you doing something? <laughs> and 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 it's easy to get those lenses, right? Of like, mm-hmm. well, obviously nothing's getting done. But but ultimately you're one person, right? So mm-hmm. if if you as a team have one or two individuals and, and the people that are part of that and and we're all able to to engage one or two people. That adds up pretty quick. Absolutely, and, yes. and I think that's always good to keep that perspective in mind as we begin this mm-hmm. begin that process of serving. You're like because you know we've all been in kind of that similar circle where people come for mm-hmm. the first time to serve, and they're like, "I'm ready to serve," and you're like, "I don't feel like it made a difference." Yeah, but you mm-hmm. you made a difference to one person yes. today, and that I mean, I think to me that feels like a good launch point of of just reminding people like you may not feel like you're making a difference. But you are, mm-hmm. and yeah. and because you can easily get overwhelmed with like the enormity of of all the things that are Absolutely. that are taking place. So I think yeah. it's, but but I also think it's it's key to have somebody that 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 helps launch people into that conversation, which is where you mm-hmm. two come in. Yeah. Sure, I think so vitally for our church to be able to to be able to look at someone and say, "Hey, I can tell you're yeah. new here." Let's. Well, there's like, there's so many different levels yeah. to it, yeah. um, especially I move around a lot um, being a military spouse, and so. I think when people think of serving, they, you know, when you go to a community, you think of homeless shelter, mm-hmm. um, maybe food distribution and the Humane yeah. Society, you know. Yeah, yeah. And those but are all great things. Those yes. are. Um, but there's so much more mm-hmm. and so many more different levels of, of mm-hmm. serving. Mm-hmm. And so I think making our congregation aware of those is yeah. important for too. sure. And trying to match our one of the things that we do is have on ramps. So mm-hmm. easy on ramps where just step in somewhere and then letting people kind of discover one what even is going on in the community and mm-hmm. where are the needs and that's our opportunity and responsibility yeah. to work through but then also where where are some lanes that not everybody should yeah. be doing the mm-hmm. same thing because mm-hmm. if we all were focused on one initiative or issue yeah. everything else would be dropped and so yeah. helping people learn about what's going on and have opportunities to connect but then also figure out what's a good fit for me the season of life I'm in the yes. gifts that the Lord has given mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. And helping them to navigate that because some of the some of the greatest joys is getting to essentially send volunteers mm-hmm. that were maybe leaders with us out into an organization that they say, you know, I'm going to be your host when you come here now. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go with you anymore. Yeah. I found my place. And so that's that's been a really fun. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Like fledglings leaving the nest. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have, I, I had a question like, because you talked about organizations and, and finding organizations like and, and maybe some people know, but maybe for the first time they're checking it out. Like, how did how did you've been here? What fifteen years now? Mm-hmm. Which is crazy because I left when you came, which worked out perfectly. I wasn't at Fountain Springs, but Christian I, sort I, out. <laughs> you take that back. because <laughs> yes. now you're together. No, so. I didn't even I know, know you, and I was sad about it. it. Crazy. And now like, I'm not I sad about it. Came and mm-hmm. then you came, uh, but yeah. I got to hang out with you, which is great. So <laughs> now I I didn't know it would be great to hang out with Katie and David. I just, no, I did an awesome movie. So and now Kelly's here, and it. It just, yeah. yeah, it's fun time. Cherry on the top. That's yes. right. She's the best. So question for you as we make noise in the 
in the studio. Um, just that idea of like, how do you begin deciphering what, where to start? And mm-hmm. I, because you guys, we as a church have that story of where we started, how we mm-hmm. came to where we were and mm-hmm. saying, okay, we're in this community. What are the needs? Where are the sure. needs? And what do we, what can we tangibly do and what do we want to be a part of? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll talk about maybe the overarching and then, and then Kelly is an expert on mm-hmm. um, several of the, the places that we've landed, but 15 years ago we moved here and, uh, the church was just in a different place, and yeah. there was a lot of hurt, a lot of new believers, a lot of people that wanted to do good stuff, but were looking past the community and mm-hmm. to global initiatives, not because they didn't care about the community, yeah. but I think it was just a season where there wasn't mm-hmm. a lot of understanding of where to go. And so David actually started meeting with the mayor, uh, the Red Cross director, who was also new at that time. They were mm-hmm. coming in at the same time. And so just hearing from them and discovered that there were mission trips coming to our community mm-hmm. to serve. Yeah. People from all over the mm-hmm. world, literally, uh, coming here to serve. And so we thought, you know, we know that the Lord has called us to the ends of the earth, but we've got to start here. Yeah. And until mm-hmm. we start here, we should not be going anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And so from that moment, really looking into the community and meeting with stakeholders mm-hmm. in the community to say, what are the needs? Where, where are the places that need help uh, mm-hmm. financially, volunteer-wise? And as a church who wants to be committed to showing people who Jesus mm-hmm. is, what can we do about it? So really defining, there are community reports that come out every mm-hmm. year with some of the stakeholders. Uh, it used to be Chamber of Commerce, now it's Elevate, but United mm-hmm. Way and um, some of those places that assess where the, where the needs are. So we as a church have identified, I would say, kind of an umbrella of basic needs, shelter, yeah. food, and transportation. Sure. So those have been three locked, throw the key out. We'll, we'll likely never stop walking yeah. down those paths. And not just supporting people with tangible needs, but uh, we have a partner in town that calls it uh, transformational, not transactional. And our mm-hmm. heart is um, to not just provide for their need, but point them to the provider. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so just walking with them and helping helping to push things forward in a good way but then also I think we have a, a responsibility to get to the root cause yeah. of not just going, okay, we're going to we're gonna feed do meals at Cornerstone and feed mm-hmm. people who are um, without homes. But we also need to figure out what's the long-term mm-hmm. goal here and how do we get people to where we know the Lord yeah. has, you know, amazing things for them. How do we help them get the holistic, comprehensive care and growth that, that we know that they crave? So um, the other one, though, is Safe and Healthy Kids. Mm-hmm. And I think you should speak to that. I, I should, huh? Yes. <laughs> I would love for you to. What a yeah. setup. If you could do that, they'd be great. Okay. <laughs> um, so as a, as a church, we do have a ministry called Just Safe and Healthy Kids. And this is really focusing on our foster care system mm-hmm. um, here in, I, really around the nation, you know, foster care is a need. But yeah. this area in particular um, in Pennington County, it's exponentially different um, mm-hmm. than the rest of the state in South Dakota. There's just, um, it's almost like a four to one ratio of how many kids are in need to how many families mm-hmm. that are That's providing. Mm-hmm. Um, and even the families that are providing, some of them are getting, you know, six, seven, eight yeah. kids at a time um, just because there is no, there is no room. Um, so Katie um, has done a really good job of, kind of how she explained investigating and having conversations with people in the community to see, see really where is 
the need? Where is that window that we can yeah. kind of fill um, that gap, if you would say? So we um, run the Foster Supply Closet um, that's housed in Love Inc. And this is just where we provide some clothing, some basic necessities, a couple of outfits, some pajamas, socks, underwear for those kids who are getting the initial placements. Mm-hmm. Um, we also, as a congregation, try to have kind of a wraparound care. So we are taking care of the foster families mm-hmm. and and their needs um, and just letting them know that we see them and that we support them. There's studies that show that within a year, the f- foster family will quit doing what they're mm-hmm. doing mm-hmm. just because it is so taxing. Um, but if they know they have a, su- a support system mm-hmm. of yeah. some sort, yeah. mm-hmm. um, people they can rely on, they are more likely to continue helping. Mm-hmm. And so they're already in the trenches. They're already sacrificing. sacrificing. So we want to come around and help them. Mm-hmm. So um, we do that with prayer and meals and just get-togethers. Um, again, our foster mm-hmm. closet, yeah. um, just a lot of community activities. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that you, yeah. what you said, that support system is so key. I mean, I mean, Todd and I, we talk about a lot of things on the podcast and, and like for a lot of instances, support is a word that I don't think we focus on nearly as much as we, mm-hmm. we do like specifically, but, mm-hmm. but it all revolves around support, like mm-hmm. support for a family, yes. knowing they're not alone. I mean, I was just talking to a couple just recently, like, Hey, do you have any support? Anybody to like watch your kids? So you can go on mm-hmm. a date night or anything yes. like that. Mm-hmm. No, we don't have that kind of support and stuff mm-hmm. like that just makes me sad. And, and just thinking about the fact that, man, when, when people feel alone, mm-hmm. um, and I was even, so I'm not trying to ramble, like, but the other day I was watching this, this like TikTok on, on addiction and just talking about the, the reality of support mm-hmm. that has to happen yeah. within addiction that, that when there is in, support is introduced, yes. like how radically much that changes the landscape yeah. of mm-hmm. the individual that is going through the things they're going through, knowing they're not alone yes. and they're not yeah. doing it. And so, yeah, when it comes to something like foster care and feeling that daunting pressure of of surrounding a kid with love mm-hmm. and making them feel safe mm-hmm. and making them feel cared for, yeah, man, and knowing that well, you got somebody in your corner, like putting the yeah. gloves on and getting ready and to there's box. A, I mean, I cannot, you know, I've never been in that situation. Yeah. I have no idea what it is. So I'm not going to pretend to really, you know, empathize with them. Um, but I can come in and just sit with them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if they just need a, a listening ear, mm-hmm. um, all of that type of support, yeah. even with addiction, it, it changes yeah. you spiritually, emotionally, yeah. mm-hmm. even mentally, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I d- yeah. 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 That's one of the things I think the Lord opened up, especially during... COVID, we had the opportunity to be a food distribution center for people that couldn't leave their homes. And one of the things that the Lord brought to mind that we've been doing now since Mm -hmm. is this watching, who's watching out for the watchmen. Mm -hmm. So um, we know that there's, there's a lot of work still to do in this community in every realm, even those that lanes that we're not even involved in or invested in as much maybe as others. But one of the things we do often at our Saturday serves, which is second Saturday, easy on ramp, is care care packages yeah. or some type of support for the people in the trenches. Mm-hmm. So foster families, kinship, mm-hmm. like grandmas and grandpas. Mm-hmm. The DSS but al- workers. DSS yeah. workers, mm-hmm. but also the staff at Cornerstone mm-hmm. or um, the teachers at an elementary school. Yeah, yeah, and absolutely. just trying yeah. to lean in and go, we see you and you matter. And that's not just helping them mm-hmm. go, wow, people see me and I mm-hmm. matter to them. But it's also, again, training up volunteers to say, pay attention to the people yeah. around you and yes. the people in your community mm-hmm. and just 
like what you said, it's little things, but it can be a game changer yeah. mm-hmm. for, for their hearts and for ours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's, again, we our motivation is Jesus, and that's yeah. what he did. He saw people that mm-hmm. felt like they were unseen. Yeah. Uh, he sees us when we feel unseen. And so just trying to magnify that is huge. And mm-hmm. it does, it makes such a difference to just know mm-hmm. um, that somebody mm-hmm. sees you. Mm-hmm. With some of the other stuff, so you got... Safe kids. Mm-hmm. We've got transportation. We got food insecurity, mm-hmm. um, and we got shelter stuff. What's some of the other organizations that we are working with? So or maybe it's a bigger thing we're going after in regards. Here's what we're doing with transportation. Here's the big thing yeah. we're trying to solve, yes. or here's the big thing we're trying to solve with yeah. food insecurity. We got to hear that with safe families. I think some of the other things would be interesting. Oh, sure. Too. So, so um, our safe and healthy kids, by and large, is the there. There was a gap, yeah. and. So we felt pressed that we could fill that gap mm-hmm. um, until until things kind of catch up. But with the other, a lot of with the other entities are places that are really doing great work. Mm-hmm. They just need a push forward. They okay. need some encouragement and support as they do what mm-hmm. they're doing very well. There's not so much of a gap. Um, so like food insecurity, Fork Real Cafe. It's a pay what you can cafe. Mm-hmm. They're doing incredible work. They're not just feeding people. They're training people up. Mm. So uh, one of the dishwashers and sous chefs that we worked with mm-hmm. a lot, I know th- there have been a few of them now mm-hmm. that are pastry chefs in town because they earn skills. Mm-hmm. Uh, they mm-hmm. they were able to get their life awesome. to a place that they could yeah. look for a job. And so now mm-hmm. we get to see them at restaurants in town when we go yeah. eat. So the goal is not just here's food for today. It's a Long-term transformation. Yep. Let's, yep. let's we, help you can grow. Can we like talk about that for, real for a second? Like, yeah. I think it's, it's out there. They're yes. trying to raise money for a yes. food truck mm-hmm. now. Yes. Which, man, that's a lot in the plate. Having uh, having a brick and mortar building, Literally and then <laughs> it sounds crazy. It sounds awesome mm-hmm. and exciting, and I think it will be. I think yeah. uh, their ability to uh, start where they started, mm-hmm. and and now have the brick and mortar, and then now moving into this continued space, and and it's fun watching those different food trucks pop up, mm-hmm. uh, not just in town, but across the nation. I have a friend, uh, Scott Newton, who does Hope Food Truck you know, Company, and they are working on food insecurity for kids like in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And so it's awesome to see things like that take place yes. mm-hmm. here in our city. And and again, like you guys, you ladies champion things and, and try to bring people along with. And Rhonda does the same thing. And yes. I love Dave and Rhonda um, and, and just know that Man, if they continue to get the right people, the things that could be accomplished yes. there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just a little yeah. spotlight on them uh, being able to get a food truck and raising money for that could be really amazing. Mm-hmm. And praying for the right people to mm-hmm. be in that position to help them out because they can't do everything or they'll be done in like two days. A hundred percent. And yeah. they've got such what I love too is it's not just a like, hey, we should do a food truck, let's yeah. do it. One of the things of note in this community mm-hmm. is that most of our nonprofit leaders. Yeah. Um, like Rhonda, they've got a business plan. They've got all of yeah. these things. Like they've they've put in a lot yeah. of work to make that happen. Mm-hmm. And I love that too, because I think if you're not part of that, you go, oh, they're doing a food truck now. Well, no, that's been like years of praying and preparing. A lot of intentionality. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and it's yeah. it's just so, I'm so proud of mm-hmm. them and, and nonprofits that just really yeah. are vested in where are we going, not just where yeah. are we? Mm-hmm. Because I think it's easy in the line of work that we do mm-hmm. <laughs> to get caught up on on the emergencies yeah. because there are lots of them. Yeah. yeah. But always saying, okay, but, but where are we going mm-hmm. and why are we going that way and why are we doing it this way? Um, so Fork Real is yeah. one of them. Feeding South Dakota has been kind of a staple, I think, too, because, again, when we work with safe and healthy kids, 
we're working through transportation mm-hmm. and shelter and food insecurity. And so all of those places, those are the two main ones I, I would say for food mm-hmm. insecurity. For transportation, it's Shift Garage, yeah. which actually started as a ministry of Fountain yeah. Springs, which is wild. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're doing incredible things, yeah. getting people access to, it to its own reliable transportation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It became its own 501c3, yeah. which again, just like Ron and Dave yeah. were leaders in the yeah. outreach ministry, it's been very humbling to see the Lord... Um, He's just got bigger plans than I think we yeah. even can fully understand. Yeah. So Shift Garage, great idea. Started as a life group, kind of, with a with a dream to yeah. be something, and now it's its own five hundred one c three and a location in, in Sioux Falls yeah. Yeah. here mm-hmm. to watch God just blow yeah. your mind mm-hmm. with what He's got in store and the the people that will be reached with Jesus yeah. through a car that works. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing, mm-hmm. um, and they're even getting started. They've got all different kinds of pathways now. Um, to help people mm-hmm. learn a trade and be able to have access yeah. to budget, a vehicle that works, like budgeting classes, ones that they, yeah. they so just many started, things. So and really again, cool. looking at the whole person mm-hmm. and the whole yes. situation, not just here's the band aid, here's yeah. here's the yeah. fix. Which sometimes somebody is in a position where that's all you can do in that moment, and then yeah. they move to the next yeah. space. Mm-hmm. But um, we're so proud of our partners because yeah. they they are looking at the whole um, person and the whole situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then for shelter. Uh, are, we work with just about every place yeah. in town that is working with people that are unhoused, but Cornerstone and the Cornerstone family. Mm-hmm. So they have multiple entities within that organization. But Cornerstone Rescue Mission is, I would say, the place that we give the most attention to mm-hmm. because it is the only shelter in town, overnight shelter, yeah. Yeah. Um, where anybody can stay. Mm-hmm. And they are our, our homeless population numbers have grown drastically, mm-hmm. dramatically mm-hmm. <laughs> over the last few yeah. years. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there are a lot of layers to that, and we are working hard to be part of those uh, conversations and and part of the long-term solutions to that. But uh, right now, we're going to do everything we can to support them because it's the only place Mm -hmm. that's feeding and housing people overnight. So it's a big deal. It's crazy how many things we're a part of and what we're doing and to see people within our church take initiatives to start their own mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and God doing that. To me, those are always incredible stories. Yes. And so that's where I, I want to finish this time is we've talked so much about just locally and all mm-hmm. in, in a lot of different realms, but as people are listening, mm-hmm. you guys have seen it, you're in the trenches of this. Why is it so important for us as a church to be involved in the local aspect of it? Mm-hmm. It's that person sitting there going, Okay, I know I should, but the wrestling with what do I do? All the, as you guys have seen it, what what holds people back, hmm. and what helps them fight that, overcome that? That's a really good question. I think probably people feel not equipped. Mm-hmm. That would hold them back. Um, scared. I don't have the means, um, mm. or the time, or mm-hmm. the skill. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I have the knowledge. I don't even know where mm. to start. All of those things hold people back. I think when you bring uh, a buddy along, I mean, mm-hmm. it's just mm-hmm. a partner. If it's one person or a small group, mm-hmm. you know, they're much more likely to jump in and get involved. Um, it's important because I think when you start serving even one little drop, your whole, I think your heart, I mean, it's just like the Grinch, your heart grows, you know, <laughs> three sizes. It, yep. You know, when you're little, your mom tells you it's better to give than yeah. to receive. I think it's, it's trans transformational. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I think when you start serving, mm-hmm. um, 
it goes to the next thing and then to the next thing. And then you're teaching, you know, your coworkers or your family about it. Mm -hmm. And that's what Jesus wants us to do. You know, we want, he wants us to show people his love and it it just is a trickle effect. It was so cool. On that note, I was, (laughs) I was having a conversation and somebody came to West this week and the husband was like, guess what I'm doing this weekend, next week. And I'm like, what? And he's like, I'm bringing my wife to Saturday serve. Nice. <laughs> and the look in his eye was like, she doesn't know what she's in for. Oh, that's and, funny. and then I looked at her and I was like, oh, she, she doesn't know what she's in for. Yeah. Because she, she was like, yeah, this is, this is just really difficult for me to think about making that step because she likes her Saturdays mm-hmm. and, and he has, he has found a, a love and a passion for that. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm just excited that she's coming. And she's yeah. like, well, we'll see what happens. Yeah. There was and I'm a like, couple, it's going to be amazing. Yeah, You're going to love yeah, it. Yeah. And there was a couple last yeah, month yeah. that kind of reversed and man, they're both like, okay, what's next? Yeah. yeah. Let's do it again. And yeah, yeah. that's pretty cool. I, I think what we often find is when we're engaged in ministry, mm-hmm. uh, the Lord does a work through us, yeah. but mm-hmm. the bigger work is in us, yeah. and we we want to be deeper in our relationship with the Lord and closer mm-hmm. to Him, mm-hmm. and learning and growing. And I think we again, it's the application. Yep. We know so much. We are we are overcharged with information yep. these days. It's the application mm-hmm. of what we know to be true. Mm-hmm. Which one I think is the hardest, because I think sometimes sitting in the information is like a life vest yeah. in the ocean when we're supposed to go yeah. swim in it. Don't though, sharks. But. Um, <laughs> That's just the the picture I get because what I see is the Lord start to unfold. Yeah, mm-hmm. I also think when you live in a place, it's really easy to get your blinders on. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you get up, you go to work, you come home, and you don't even remember the drive. Mm-hmm. Right. Like you just you got mm-hmm. home. And I think that um, where we live, and I could talk a lot about, um, there's a lot of places in Scripture that refer to this. And I, it would be like two whole episodes, and it would be amazing. <laughs> Give us a little snippet, though. Well, Let's go so for it. in Babylon, um, you went right to Babylon. A yes. group of people living okay. there that okay. were not supposed to be there. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, and God said, "Make this place yeah. home yeah. while you live here. Make it your home." And I think we actually live. Isn't that true for all Christians? Though? Right. Mm-hmm. And and God's heart, what what is shown there is, make this place matter mm-hmm. because it matters to me, and these people matter to me. You could talk about Nineveh and Jonah. Yeah. But God's heart is already there. Mm -hmm. And so if we, because we're feeling like we're not going to be here that long, or maybe we're just too busy or whatever, when we make it personal, Mm -hmm. God moves in a way in our hearts and then in the lives of others that just opens so much. And I think when we're single, when we're dating, have a date when you're married to Mm -hmm. Saturday serve. It's amazing. But there's something that happens in our hearts and lives when we just go do something. Mm -hmm. But I think when we make our community matter, uh, it changes our posture, yep. Yep. which makes everything better. Absolutely. I think you've said it many times. It's just, uh, but God's never just put us in a community accidentally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. It's, you're in the community for a reason. And I would even learn to take that individually. You're in your neighborhood for a reason. Yes. Oh, yeah. And so what I think is beautiful with what we do with serving is it pushes us beyond just the, hey, look what we do together. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. also going, hey, what are you doing at your home? 100%. Yeah. What are you doing within yeah. your neighbor? Because mm-hmm. I go, yeah. we could do all these Saturday services. We could do love your neighbor, but it still will not be enough. Yes. Yeah. One of the things we say a lot is we're instructed to love our neighbor, and our neighbor is everybody. Yeah. yeah. But how can you love your neighbor if you don't know who they are? Right. You don't know their names. Yeah. Right. We talk a lot about loving our neighbors. You got to know your neighbor. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, I'm very... I'm. Probably, I'm just really aggressive about knowing my neighbors. Yeah. Well, I think. <laughs> well, I will find out who that. they are. Like, I think I've, you've pushed I, me on that. I lived yeah. here 
it was, we moved away about 13 years ago, and I vividly remember David talking about their missionaries mm-hmm. that coming to Rapid City, mm-hmm. and you both of you just really pushing. You need to see where you live and make that matter, mm-hmm. and starting with you know the Love Rapid City Week, you yes. know back then, um, yes. and since then we have moved. I don't know ten different times, and every time we move, it's um, all right. How can we get yeah. plugged in? Yes. What are the needs in our community? And we've taught that to our kids, and they're now you know becoming young adults, and it's so awesome to see just what one little yes. sermon maybe have started yeah. Yeah. Um, has changed. You know, maybe are gone to the next generation, yeah. and so I think we are sending the right message. And I think we are making disciples yeah. by yeah. doing this. Mm-hmm. Well, cool. Well, yeah, we appreciate the conversation. We're going to continue it. Well, yeah. we need two. to. Awesome. I know. I know. I'm like, we just sit in this moment. Can we just stay? Anyway, <laughs> Should we sing before we go? No, we don't. Oh, okay. We don't like practice of that. You'll so just sing us out. When okay? we stop recording, you can sing your heart's yeah. content and knock yourself out. So no, but uh, we're looking forward to continuing this conversation. Thanks so much for mm-hmm. uh, just starting and kicking this yeah. off and uh, appreciate your ladies' hearts for for the things that God is putting in front of you and and uh, how He's using you. So that's awesome. So we'll see you next time and uh, look forward to that.